Never forced, never coursed. Open discussions about things in life that matter to you most. From tech to TV, movies, and gaming, and everything in between. Streaming live every Tuesday night at 9 p.m. Eastern on Twitch, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. And be sure to join us every Friday night at 11 p.m. Eastern and Saturday night at 11 p.m. GMT for Weekend Chill, exclusively on Mixcloud. Welcome to Voluntary Input. That's right. Welcome to Voluntary Input. I'm Leo. That's Adam. How's it going? How's it going? Well, it's been hot. It's supposed to get hotter tomorrow. Oh, <laughs> uh, no more. I hate it. Have you, um, you st- do you still go to football practice? You have a practice today? Well, not you, yeah. but the kid. So yeah, it's, it's, it's awful. I mean, it's not the, not the practices, but sitting in the heat. <laughs> it's just absolutely awful. So my boy, bless his heart. He's all about trying to be this professional athlete, right? So he, um, his thing with practices he likes for me to take him, but just drop him off. So I'm like, okay, that's cool. So you just take him and drop him off and come back and pick him up. <laughs> so I don't have to sit in that heat. So I'm sorry, man. I feel you though. Yeah. So like we, we signed him up for Indian Hill because Indian Hill is only like 2.8 miles from my house. And uh, so we, I was like, well, this is the closest place to go to, you know, where we're not going to have to drive forever to get to practice. Well, the practice field is not in Indian Hill. <laughs> so, like, for, if, for me to tricked. get to the field where they actually play games, it, it literally takes me less than 10 minutes. Maybe, like, maybe if I'm fast, set, like, probably not five, but probably, like, seven to ten. Right. But the practice fields, it takes, like, 20 minutes to get to. And it's not even in Indian Hill. It's It's – some civil war battlefield or something called camp denison or something i really that's kind of cool it's not a i don't think it's a battlefield i think it was just a a camp or something so like when you go there i didn't even know this place was there but when you go there it's like civil war camp denison or something like that and they've got like little cannons sitting out front or whatever so it's like a memorial i guess yeah the, the the park the park where they practice at is Camp Denison Park, and I don't know if that was like where they set up camp during mm-hmm. the Civil War or something. Hmm. Um, but yeah, I didn't even realize that there was anything like that here. So we had to do a history show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, my boy, they practice at a. There's a church here, out in the middle. Of, well, you know, there's a lot of farms here, and this church they have all this mm-hmm. land, so all the teams practice there at once. So. So it's like, all right, I'll I'll see you in a little bit. Speaking of that, though, some strange Cincinnati history. I didn't know until it's been several years now why Mount Airy was called Mount Airy. Do you know this this story? Nope. Or uh, Mount Healthy as well. It was uh, the TB epidemic. So they used to really? think, yeah, they used to think that when TB first started hitting, they were trying, you know, trying to figure out what's going on kind of reminds you of something today right uh they they used to think all you need is some fresh air because you know it attacks the lungs and whatnot so they would build these facilities and they would try to put them as high up as possible and put people with tb in them and that's where mount airy came from Hmm. yeah i know right (laughs) 
What about what about Mount Adams? I think that was oh, named okay. after somebody though. Oh, okay. Yeah, Mount Healthy was the same thing. It was a place to try to get people healthy. Yeah. There's there's seven there's seven of them there, right? There's like seven hills. I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. Because then that's how you got those the hospitals named after them too. Because I think those were the original facilities. Well, we have to look into that more, but history, history show, history, geography, the, the history show. Mm-hmm. Well, this week has been pretty interesting. Uh, I'm going to ask you what your take is on this, and then I'll tell you what I ended up landing on. Uh, so Apple is going to install an app to scan mm-hmm. people's iPhones for they call it csam uh basically child abuse and uh you know uh you know what my initial reaction would be but what do you what do you think about this do you think this is one of those things where it's like i don't know to me it's like where do you draw the line with stuff like this i i know i mean i understand completely understand why but for a company that's Supposed they'll be all about privacy. I mean, well, how are they going to scan the images? Is there going to be a database with these images in there? Because then, then you're crossing you're crossing some pretty. <laughs> you're you're if if every image. Well, I guess they're already in the cloud, and or some of this stuff's already in the cloud, anyways. I, I don't know, man. I I'm just not sure. Like, well, they're going to do the scanning on device. That's the the purpose of this. Uh app and apple even they've already published um let me see they published white papers going into detail about what it is and how it works uh so you know if anybody wants to look it up it it, and it's just basically a pdf just explaining how they're doing this uh you just go to apple.com slash child safety pdf csam detection and yeah, they've already, they've laid it out. It's coming. So there's no, you're not going to stop it from doing it. <laughs> I saw some very interesting conversations around this. Yeah. So somebody brought up, they're like, well, what happens if, what happens if you make an enemy with somebody and they decide to hack your phone and place these images on your phone somehow? Mm. Or, or what, what was the other, there was, there was a couple other like hypothetical situations that arose from stuff like that. It's like, well, what if, what if somebody was like, you know what? I want to, I want to get this person back for this. They could either hack your phone or they knew your past passcode and plant, plant one of these pictures somewhere or something. What, what happens then? Cause then now the burden is on you to prove that, that that happened. I don't even know how you would prove that. <laughs> <laughs> well, Apple would have the logs, I guess. They could uh, help you. I would yeah. hope. Yeah, I don't know. Because um, you know that, I don't know if you knew this, but recently, before people think, well, you know, that doesn't happen to iPhones, right? Well, you heard about the company out of Israel that hacked a bunch of, uh, uh, what are they called? Dignitaries phones. Um and one of them they asked, I forget her name. They were like, well, did you know this happened? She goes, well, this is one of the reasons why I bought an iPhone. Cause I didn't think this stuff happened to iPhones. 
It does. You know, we tell people this all the time. There's stuff is stuff, man. Anything's vulnerable. Just if anybody really wants to, they can figure out a way. So yeah, that's an interesting uh, conundrum. Yeah, what if somebody does do that to you? So you yeah, know- there, there was a couple. There was a couple hypothetical things that I saw just like browsing around Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was Edward Snowden's Twitter. Of oh, all he, yeah, he does not like this at all. Yeah, I, I think I think that I saw, and I was kind of just reading through the comments mm-hmm. and reading what people were saying, and I was like, oh, that's. You know, some of those comments actually do bring up some really good points. Well, <laughs> it's funny because you remember Apple was completely against like the police wanting them to help them unlock a phone, but then now they're just going to do this to just give to the authorities, right? So, <laughs> well, yeah, I don't know. So, like I said, you know, my typical reaction was, man, what if Google did something like this? But the fact of the matter is Google does do something like this and that's actually something they brag about. I mean, I know you hear people talk about how great the pixel camera is and the photos app. Like I, I love it because you know, it organizes all my pictures for me. So like when I take pictures of the kids, when I initially, you set up uh, folders with their names and then it goes through and it finds their faces and it automatically puts Ooh. all their pictures together. Now you still have the regular feed of the pictures, but then there's also a folder with your first kid and it's just them and any pictures they're in. And every once in a while, it'll ask you to verify faces. It goes, is this the same person? You say yes or no. So <clears throat> like I was saying, so yeah, Google already does this technically. And they make a point to say it's done on device and Apple's doing the same thing. It's uh. They created this AI, it's called Neuromatch, that it's looking for images of abused children. So on the one hand, I'm like, like you said, yeah, I get, I get why they would want to do this. I mean, in a way you could say this is kind of a, a right thing to do, but for the a company that right. a company that just keeps leveraging on privacy all the time. Everything's about privacy. And now they're just telling you, well, by the way, we're just gonna scan all your pictures too. And the the reason is right. Yeah. But it's this is just another one of those things where you got a group of people doing things that ruin it for the rest of us. You know what I mean? Exactly. Just, uh, yeah. And then I thought but, what if you have one of those kids that is really into Halloween and like they really get into like gruesome makeup and who doesn't take pictures of their kids on Halloween? Will it know? Oh, yeah. Will it know that that's just makeup or is it going to think your kids been, you've been abusing your kid and there you go. Isn't that so another thing I think I read is that if you've got if you have a child that's a minor and they're taking pictures like this isn't it supposed to inform their guardian too i think that i read something like this too what do you mean like like if it's a custodial a co-parenting situation so if if you're if you have a child that's Mm -hmm. under the age of 18 or 
16 or whatever, and they're taking pictures of themselves that okay. they should not be taking. I think that I saw that a notification is supposed to go to like the parents or like uh... the account that the parents have. And I think that it's like, well, I'm trying to think of the situation that I read where it's like, okay, I see where this would be. A kid thinking they're going to post something like that on the internet. Here's here's what it is. Here's what it is. You have no control over what anybody sends you to your phone. So if you've got people spamming this, this is exactly what it was. If you've got people spamming your phone from an unknown number with these pictures, this actually, this wasn't just the kids. This was, this kind of went into, you know, you can blackmail somebody if you want to. Mm. If, uh, if you got somebody, that spoofs a phone number or something and starts sending these text messages to your phone, those images are now on your phone. Is it scanning iMessage too? Or I thought it was just a camera roll. I don't know. I, I haven't I haven't looked at this whole thing like super technically. I'm just going off of what people were saying on uh, on Snowden's on comment feed. Right. So I so I, I will tell you this, whenever I get whenever I and well this is through WhatsApp. Mm-hmm. But whenever I get a picture on WhatsApp, if I view the, if I even look at the text string, it automatically takes that photo and puts it in my library of photos. Can't you turn that off though? Because uh, my phone used See, to try to do that. It'll ask you, "Hey, do you want me to save images from uh, Messenger?" And I always tell it no. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you probably. I'm assuming you probably can, but yeah. You know, I've I've never really had an issue with it. <sighs> so, <laughs> overall know, verdict. Right? Overall verdict is this a I, I like I said I feel like Apple is stepping in a little something here because not because of what that they're going to do this, but because of how they're always chiming on and on about privacy and you know the, we don't do that to you, we don't do this, we don't do that. But then they're showing people they're showing people their hand. Basically they're saying, by the way, if we wanted to, we could. Oh, and we're going to, by the way. <laughs> I think that they're just so emboldened to be like they they know that they could do whatever and they're gonna get away with it. People are gonna move on. Yeah. Yeah. People are like, well, whatever. And I think that's uh that's part of that whole privacy conversation. We need to, I think we as a society, we need to rethink the definition of privacy because I think what people think is privacy isn't privacy, uh, especially anything to do with the internet and quite frankly, your cell phones. There's, I mean, if you want all this cool stuff to work, you've kind of given away any kind of a privacy there. So, Hey, is this who I think it is? (laughs) <laughs> what's <Yes>. up <laughs> great up, fan carlos? of the show is that carlos yeah, what, cool. what's up buddy <laughs> thanks for tuning in we always love that you tune in so <laughs> so uh but yeah that's that's all i because you know like i said my first reaction was always man if anybody else did this it would be all over and and to be honest, I don't see a lot of reporting about this either. So is One that of just things be- that just get swept under the rug, I think. And is it because it's Apple? I saw now, you know, on regular television news, I saw and I watch news every day. 
I saw one story about it and it was like 10 seconds long. They just said, Apple uh, has announced that they're going to install an app to start scanning your phone for child abuse pictures, blah, 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 blah. And now the weather, you know, they just moved on. I'm like, what? <laughs> but, you know, it, it is what it is. Um, but they, they had a few other hits coming. Uh, let's see. Um, this one, again, this is going to sound like a, a, a kind of interesting show for me because I'm, I'm going to be siding with Apple a lot, I think, tonight. So they banned internal employee service, uh, surveys on pay equity and more. So basically, <laughs> uh, employees, they were just conducting little internal surveys about their colleagues, what they think of a hybrid return to work and also pay equity and things like that. And Apple banned it. They shut it down. Of course. <laughs> However, I'm going to have to agree with Apple on this. Like every place I've ever worked, there's that. Sometimes it's just an unspoken rule. You don't talk to other employees about what they make. It's just going to make people mad. Yeah. Yeah. You, know, you, you don't, you don't do that because then you're, yeah. You, you, that's one thing you should never, ever, ever do. It can create a hostile work environment. Yeah. Cause you know, somebody always feels like they're doing more than the other person, but the other person yeah. is making more money. So for employees to do this was kind of, it's almost like they just didn't stop and think, I tell you what guys, let's just create a survey and, t and ask everybody what they think about this place. <laughs> <laughs> what? No. That, stuff like that should be done in an open, well, Maybe not so much the pay portion, but a company should allow a certain amount of transparency within, you know, one, one thing in my company, one thing that they recently did was, is they, they sent out a survey. My company does it every year. Yep. They, they sent out a survey and they basically had us, I, I so knew that I didn't get to do this, but. Basically, everybody went through and said what they thought, good and bad, yeah. you know, in a completely open forum. Yeah. And, you know, it's like, well, if there's bad stuff, tell us in front of, you know, in front of, you know, tell us we're not going to retaliate. We need to we need to talk about if there's anything that is bad. That way we can fix it mm -hmm. um, or take the right steps to fix it, you know. Um, and they, they they didn't have they didn't have management in the room. So it was kind of like, you know, here's this open forum for you to feel like you're allowed to speak up, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, they asked about benefits. They asked about, um, you know, work, work, life balance, right. um, stuff like that, you know, and if, you know, if you felt something was good, speak up. If you felt something was bad, speak up. And they went over the results with everybody and they would even said, yeah, I think we do. Even they said they're we do think that this is a place where we need to improve, blah, blah, blah. So, you know, I, I think the companies should be doing stuff like that. Right. And not I, just I, think, the... I think if it's to a point where the employees are doing it, you got a problem. Maybe. Why don't I, they just say anything? Uh... 
<laughs> oh, okay. Well, that's, um, that's kind of a silly question. So the way my company does it, they actually have an outside company that conducts the surveys and they're anonymous. Mm -hmm. And I think it's also part of that um, top workplace thing, Cincinnati top workplace. But mm -hmm. uh, I think those surveys tie into that too. But, but yeah, in either case, you can't, I mean, I can see what you're saying too. You, you actually have a point there. If employees are just putting these things together, because in that story too, after one got taken down, they made another one. And then they were like, it's in my Slack channel. So you can go there and take it. But then I think after that, that's when Apple just, they just issued the ban hammer. No more employee well, obviously, surveys. Obviously, if somebody's making surveys, they're not happy about something. I mean, that's that's the first thing that comes to my mind is if 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 somebody's taken it upon themselves to initiate making one of these surveys, it's because there is something that they're not happy about. <laughs> I, and it just makes me wonder. I mean, can't they just say something to their, you know, to their uh, department heads and whatnot? It's either they think that maybe they think that they're being lied to or they're not maybe somebody who's unhappy about a wage and they didn't get the answer that they wanted or something. I, I don't know. Uh, Who knows? Well, but it's a, we live in it. We live in a different world now than it was like to even 10 years ago where it's like you can, people have easy access to do stuff like that. I, I remember I don't even think 10 years ago, have you ever heard of survey monkey? It's like oh, one yeah. of these free. Sur yeah. Yeah. I, I don't even, I don't even think that there was any type of online surveys that you could make that easy. But like, I know that, you know, probably around five to seven years ago, I started at my, my other job, mm -hmm. they started talking about using survey monkey to do stuff like this. And they're like, yeah, it's super easy. You just get on, you sign up, you get on this website and you, make these questions and then you're given a link and you send out the link and it's all anonymous and stuff like that. So I don't know. There's a ready-made survey, uh, form in, uh, Google in Google docs. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I could put together a survey in five minutes. Anybody can, you got a Gmail account. You can log in and create a survey and it'll even give you your results and everything for free. <laughs> so yeah, you're right. I don't think that stuff was available. So, but nowadays that it is, anybody can make them and circulate them. But I don't know. I think as an employee, you gotta, you gotta rethink that. Uh, yeah, you, you just gotta know that your employer is going to say something about that. You can't just do that. That's kind of shady. If you have a problem, just go to your department heads. Yeah. It's, it's, it's weird. Like, I don't know what they expect to happen from that. Uh, it, I mean, nothing, if it's not an official, if it's not company official, I don't know what you expect to actually. Yeah. Why would you come out of it? Well, but then you have this Apple employee, Apple places female engineering program manager on administrative leave after tweeting about sexism in the office. Uh, Ashley Jovic says the employee relations team implied she should stay off slack pending an ongoing investigation. What is it with people and putting things in slack? 
<laughs> I'm just gonna put it in Slack. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, yeah. She Slack said, is a, "Can be a bad place." Well, uh, your employer is running it. You do know they can see that stuff, right? <laughs> I don't understand. Well, so, so I will say this. I, I've used Slack um, in the past. Mm-hmm. And there is, there is a free version. Mm-hmm. So you can, you can use Slack. And maybe not so much anymore, but I think that maybe five or six years ago when Slack was just coming around, mm-hmm. you could sign up for a free version. And before, you know, you could have a team of people say, well, let's, let's make this communication tool, you know, behind closed doors and we'll just create Slack channels because Slack is way easier to use mm-hmm. than at the time Skype or something <laughs> like that. Right. So what you got is you got a bunch of people that are probably using Slack as an unsanctioned tool. So then you'll get to, you get to a certain point where you've got all these specific channels set up and somebody says well i put this on slack five months ago well you're on the using the free version so you can't you can't go back (laughs) and look at it unless you pay for the the enterprise version so then what happens is your company buys it and guess what all those conversations are out there (laughs) my god no that's that's just that's that's my personal experience with slack why don't these people just yeah. use Discord? Well, you can do the same thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Come on now, you're engineers. Discord. Uh, and, Discord. I mean, Discord and Slack. Are, you use Slack, right? Yeah. I. I mean, I when I used it, I was just looking into seeing what it was. It was back when it was kind of new. But I had no purpose for it. But I had no purpose for it at the time, and I was like, "Oh, okay." But then I hear companies love Slack, so that's cool. Yeah. Anyway, she said, "Here's the tweet that kind of got her put on leave." She said, "So, following raising concerns to Apple about sexism, hashtag hostile work environment, and hashtag unsafe work conditions, I'm now on indefinite paid." administrative leave per Apple employee relations while while they investigate my concerns. This seems to include me not using Apple's internal Slack. Well, yeah. See, once again, <laughs> they'll shut you out. I mean, they it's theirs, right? Um, uh, in her defense, if she's been raising these concerns, they should have done something. It should have never got to this point. So maybe she has a point. Maybe she's been talking about this. She said for months she's been bringing it up and then they just let it go. Man, she was, she had a complete tweet storm going on. I am not reading all of these, but (laughs) she was angry, but they, uh, they put her on leave. But pay I hope leave. she talked to her lawyer before she started sending all those out. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, that can backfire on you, can it? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean that that seems that seems to me like that's another thing that people just don't get anymore. Is like even even if they're if they're like initiating something like this, 
Mm-hmm. They'll get on social media and just put the whole thing on blast. It's like, don't like if you want to like, especially like in a case like this. Like if you want to win this case, I don't think I'd be. I don't think that that's the smart thing to do. And no. I'm sure that your lawyers. I'm not a lawyer, and I could tell you that if I was a lawyer telling somebody, I would yeah. say no. Don't do not do that. Do that because they could turn around and get you for it. That's that could be slanderous. That'll be brought up in court for sure. Yeah, that's a that's a that's a tough position to be in though because I feel like she had to have felt that they were ignoring her for so long that she had no other choice. Yeah, but why Twitter? Other than well, well, Twitter has a huge reach, but man, you don't just. (laughs) She's lucky they didn't just fire her, I guess, but. They probably can't. Like probably not. I'm sure legally they probably can't. Especially after you know, after she brings something forward like that. I'm sure legally that they couldn't they probably can't do anything like that. I don't know. And then you have to think how much is enough time for a company to investigate allegations allegations of sexism? Like how do you how do you even prove that? Like if you say, Man, I I feel like the way I've been treated is is sexist. And they say, okay, we'll look into it. She said months. So how long did they need? How long do they need? And and was she expecting them to be done sooner? Like it should only have taken you a week. Because you know, if, if you <laughs> if you accuse somebody of something like that, they're first gonna deny it. You know, then you're gonna have to go through the whole, well, let's talk about these conversations, but this is what she said, this is what you're saying. You know what I mean? So maybe she just needed to wait. I don't know. I don't know, man. I saw some of that. Some of that stuff's got to be hard because, you know, I wonder how much of that's in like is is like in writing, like in an email or you know, or in Slack or something like that. Yeah, it's how much Slack. of it? How much of it is from person to person where things get lost? You know. Yeah. Um, that's when I see stuff like that, I always wonder, it's like, well, how, how do you prove that someone, someone actually said this? Yeah. Like, I'm sure, I mean, I'm sure that there's instances where there's like witnesses and stuff, but when you've got two people within a closed room, Mm -hmm. how do you, how do you, how do you prove that? It's your word against theirs. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's. Yeah. That's tough. Unless of course you're Andrew Cuomo. Who, uh, <laughs> you see, he resigned. Yeah, finally, geez. He should have done that in the first place. He actually, Man. what he should have done was shut his mouth. He shouldn't have said anything. Like, dude, you, you lost your own job. You did that to yourself. Well, he was very defiant about it. When we were talking about this last week, I hadn't had a chance to like look into that much about it. But I think the the fact was is how defiant he was about it. In, yeah. I mean, it's it's. This was a case where, I think, like we just talked about, there was more than just he said, she said. I think that there was like stuff that was actually in writing, and pictures, and and pictures, <laughs> and, and phone conversations recorded. Yeah, and then <sighs> he goes on to say, "Well, I'm." He basically brushed it off and said, "Well, I'm from a different time." Blah blah blah. <laughs> Back in my day. 
<laughs> and then I, I thought that, you know, I don't know if this is what we talked about last week or if I had read it somewhere, but there was like a tweet that he had put out in like 2013 or something saying that there needed to be zero tolerance for like sexual harassment and stuff. That oh, yeah. Somebody had dug up. Dug up. <laughs> yeah. He. His, he really dug his own grave when he pre-recorded a video before the district attorney even finished talking about what she found. So that video you saw of him talking about, you know, I was just my was? friend. Yeah, he, he had already recorded that. Oh, okay. Waiting. I thought it was after. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> it was pretty, he was <laughs> he knew it was coming. So he went ahead and recorded this little thing, which only made it worse. He's like, I kiss people all the time. <laughs> it's to show my appreciation for their friendship. Dude, I bet his lawyers were like, oh my gosh, you're done. <laughs> talk to the lawyer, man. <laughs> Always talk to your lawyer first. Show them the video. Do you think this is a good idea? They would have been like, no, 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 no. Absolutely not. I wonder if Giuliani's his, his lawyer. <laughs> go ahead put it out <laughs> he's from new york also oh they hate each other though you know? yeah, sure voluntary input is brought to you by anchor anchor is a one-stop shop for recording hosting and distributing your podcast best of all it's 100 percent free and ridiculously easy to use and Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast, make money doing it. Go to anchor.fm slash start to join a diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm slash start. Do you have an upcoming wedding, private party, school function, or corporate event? Or maybe you're looking for something different for your interactive brand. Then you really need to check out Happy 360. Happy 360 features a crystal clear 5K 360 degree video booth. It is the perfect addition to your event. I guarantee you this is like nothing you've seen before and your guests will love it. You simply hop on the platform and create your own 360 degree video of yourself or your group. You have to see this for yourself. Just go to happy360.biz and check it out. And while you're there, go ahead and reserve your booking today. That's happy360.biz. Terms and conditions apply. Um, also, the Activision Blizzard executive deleted her Twitter account. She pulled the plug following a furious reaction to the, a July 30th tweet criticizing whistleblowers she might as well step down I think she may have I'll have to look I into thought, that I thought that I read that she did yeah I think Maybe. she did because you know we're always a little couple days behind this was like six days ago <laughs> but yeah I, no, think, I think I think this is like either today or yesterday that mm -hmm. I think that I saw where she did Again, this is another example of she should have just not said anything. 
What would your lawyer say? Especially on Twitter. Why would why would you do that? So yep, yep, here it is. Three days ago she stepped down. All right. Well good old Twitter, man. People you just dig a holes for yourself. And like we always tell kids the internet is forever. Everything you put out is forever. You can delete it, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Somebody has taken a screenshot somewhere <laughs> and they will put it back up. <laughs> the internet is forever. So and you're this is what kills me too, like we talked about last week. You are a upper level executive. You should know better. Who do these people talk to? Like no one's telling them, hey, friend, the employees are mad. You probably shouldn't talk about this on social media. Nobody's there you to tell what, these people that. You know what I think it is, man? I, I think that over the past few years, we went through such a shift. And so before you've got people who probably have friends and they're going out with friends all the time. And COVID probably exi- you know, made this come to the limelight a little bit more but you got people who probably go out and have a couple drinks where they could sit there and vent and complain about stuff or Mm -hmm. go out to dinner with their friends and stuff where they could sit there and actually vent to people now what you got is is you got everybody in the world has been at home without that (laughs) and now the only people they talk to is is basically talking to people virtually so they're like they're probably used to talking to people online and venting about things and they're like and they probably think that it's okay i i don't know i would never get on i you know maybe if i was going to get online and complain about something i mean i would never complain about something as you know probably as bad as what she had other than maybe me going to like burger king and somebody forgetting my chicken nuggets or something (laughs) not the nugs (laughs) I, i i think i think that i think that i did do that on facebook once where i complained about I went to Taco Bell and I was missing something. I'm sure that I've done it more than once actually, but I, I just, I, I couldn't imagine for whatever reason going on social media and just letting everybody see my whole life like that now, but I'm a private person. So, but again, know. especially if you already have an issue with your employees who are angry, Mm-hmm. Why would you get on social media and and just just talk down to them basically? I think it's Maybe just she wanted to lose her job. I don't know. I think it's this arrogance that has been brewing for the past few years. Everybody's emboldened to say and do whatever they want. I don't care. I do what I want. All right. Well, bye. It's gonna follow you now. So being a jerk isn't cool. I don't care who, what people think being a jerk is not a leadership quality and it just ain't cool, man. You don't, you don't talk to people like that. I can't stand that stuff. That's why I, that was one of the main reasons why I didn't care for a certain former president. You don't talk to people like that, man. I don't care who you are. You, you are, you are a human. We are all going to end up in the same kind of box in the ground one day. Yep. Just because you got money doesn't make you better than anybody else. Don't talk to people like that. Especially <laughs> especially nowadays that it's all over. Like it's it's all Twitter. 
mm. especially now that's all over Twitter. You can sit there before you could probably sit there and have, you know, conversations where the whole world didn't see it. But now it's like when you sp- sit there and talk to people like this on Twitter, the whole entire world sees it. You know? <laughs> and these people, they still, I don't know if they have figured it out or they have it hashtags. Um, because her comment, she had put a hashtag in. And I'm like, does she know what that actually does? Because I think I think there are still a lot of people that think just hashtag is some cute design or something. No, people, that pushes yeah. your comment. There is now Everybody. hundreds of thousands of people who can see what you said now. Because <laughs> yeah. of your hashtag. Oh, my gosh. That's... That's how things go viral right there. Exactly. <laughs> Cause she put like yeah. hashtag whistleblowers. I'm like, oh well, that that did it right there. <laughs> that did it. Hey, um, what is going on with Firefox? How come everybody hates Firefox now? Firefox has lost forty six million users over the last three years. Man, I couldn't even tell you because I haven't even used it in ten years. <laughs> the web browser that was once a huge player in the early 2000s is on the decline. Well, probably it's it's probably more difficult to develop for because I mean, obviously Chrome is probably the most loosey goosey. Yeah, Chrome Chrome is definitely the most widely used browser and now you've got browsers that are branching off of uh Chrome to where basically any website that you develop is is going to be chromium based yeah so it's interchangeable and i'm sure that you know i I know that there have been websites that i've test tested in the past that are that were chrome based websites and if you try to do something on them with firefox it's just complete this that we're using for this show just absolutely does not work in Firefox at all yeah. period and I fought with it and fought with it and fumbled with it and um, I just couldn't I, I just couldn't deal with them like okay well that's that uh, they did ask some people uh, it was like uh, some Firefox users have often complained about the lack of substantial performance updates in the last few years along with the divisive uh Firefox 89 UI overhaul that uh, convinced some long-term users to try their luck with other browsers. And I think, I think what happened too is what in this case of, you know, me fighting with it, because, you know, Firefox was always this, it was always about privacy and security. Sounds familiar, but I think they, they went too far and they were basically breaking the internet. Maybe that was it. Cause I just, I just stopped using it. I'm like, I can't, I can't, you know, I, I don't have time for this. And a lot of the stuff they had built in, um, like, you know, everybody wants to do the, the no tracking, you know, the ad blockers, stuff like that used to be for like Chrome, you would have to do separate extensions. Well, they, it's just built in now. And it's the same way with edge, which as you mentioned, is actually built on Chromium too. So I think a lot of what Firefox was offering, people are like, well, everybody else has it now too, though. Yeah. And they just work. 
Yeah, it, it used to be the it used to be the browser of choice for a lot of people, and then Chrome came and yeah, it was fast. It was uh, it was lightweight. It was clean, cleaner, a lot cleaner, easier to use. Oh, that's another thing too. When I when I uh, first decided I'm just going to go all Chromebook, you know, I'm like, well, I'm not going to use Firefox because I already have Chrome. And you know, I don't I don't like to download something that I don't have to have. Like I don't want to put another app on my device that I don't have to have because I already have an app that does that. So that was another thing that killed it for me too, was I just didn't need it. I don't know what they're gonna do. Um that's a lot of people just I know forty seven million. That's uh <laughs> in three years. That's wild. I know people who have, and I see it, they have Firefox on their computers, but they never use it. It's just sitting there. Like, what about Firefox? Oh, I just... <laughs> it's there, but I just don't use it. Um, this was kind of funny to me. It was like a hustle. Facebook users struggling to reactivate hacked accounts are buying $300 Oculus VR headsets just so they can talk to a customer service rep. <laughs> What? <laughs> so they do it just so they can unlock their accounts. Uh, the users will buy the headset from Facebook owned Oculus when they couldn't reach customer service. And then, cause you know, you have to have that Facebook account to get into Oculus. Mm -hmm. So apparently it's easier to get a hold of someone at Oculus than it is at Facebook. <laughs> So the Oculus rep would unlock their Facebook account and then they would just return the heads, the, 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 the headset. <laughs> That's crazy. The internet wins. <laughs> um, this doesn't say how many though, because I wonder how many people have done it. <laughs> Someone said, I, 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 I broke down and bought a $300 Oculus Quest 2. The only way you can get any customer service is if you prove that you're actually, you've actually purchased something from them. <laughs> oh my gosh. This person in Canada was like, I sent, cause, uh, so this, her account got hacked, her Facebook account. So she reported it to Facebook's website and she was like, I sent these forms in the morning, noon and night, multiple times a day. Nobody got back to me. Not once. <laughs> Facebook says that their customer support is open 24 hours a day. Well, what's everybody doing? <laughs> Look at Mark. He's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> That's a, uh, yeah. Like you said, the internet wins. So there you go, folks. If you are locked out of your account because you've been hacked, just go buy Oculus, call customer support, get it unlocked, and take it back. I don't man, know. Man, I'm, I'm sure that originated on Reddit somewhere. Oh, I bet. Man. <laughs> <laughs> One person I, did it, and it was like, I'll tell you what you do. <laughs> you, you, ever, you ever get on those Reddit message boards? I, so I used to be on Reddit a lot. And then I, for some reason, I just stopped. But uh, some of those people on there, I mean, 
to me they're all degenerates but some of it is just absolute genius yeah when you read some i'll read some through, through some of these and i'll be like man this is absolutely genius somebody <laughs> came up with this but yeah i don't want to get i don't want to get too far off the track i'm just saying this that had to that had to originate on like reddit or something well that's the thing about reddit too is people are always sharing stuff off of reddit so i'm like well, i don't have to really log in to see it but yeah i remember when i was on it heavy you know how people talk about getting lost in tiktok for hours i would get lost in reddit for hours just like you said just going through stuff like what <laughs> these people did what <laughs> okay all right <clears throat> so this is a we don't talk much about uh crypto much lately but a significant upgrade to ethereum activated today that will impact its supply so what i know this is the 2.0 you were talking about all the time right this is this is supposed to be the first step towards that they call i think they call it the london hard fork so basically what it does is i think they amended the supply and i think that they also started moving towards getting away from mining I think. Uh, yeah because you said they were gonna Wow. Yeah. So this this isn't this isn't two point but this is the this is basically them pivoting. This is this is their first step to pivot towards pushing out that two point um, And I think Cardano, which is an Ethereum competitor, is about to do their hard fork also. And I own Next, some of that. Pretty here soon. What's that? <laughs> I said I own some of that. Yeah, I got a lot of it. Yeah, me too. I couldn't get in on Ethereum. It's too much for me. I'm too broke for that. I can only get on these when they're like low. Yeah, that, if that's where you, if you're looking to make some some real money, you want to buy them low. That's what's attractive about Cardano is that it's it's not ridiculous ridiculously priced. So I've been loading up on as much of that as possible. Yeah, it's like a dollar fourteen cents the last I checked. It's, it's more than that now. Today it shot up to $1.65. Oh, I better get on some more. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I saw where AMC will start taking uh, Bitcoin for yeah. movie tickets and popcorn and whatnot. Like, oh, okay. That... Hey, I got a, I got a, a friend who I, I, I bought a call for them back in January when all this meme stock stuff was going on, but it, it expired like March 1st. Mm-hmm. And it was like it was like two thousand dollars, but I I should have I should have bought just the individual shares and then just held on to them. But I got a friend who basically just started pouring all kinds of cash into that, and he he ended up probably ended up buying like fifteen thousand dollars worth of shares, mm-hmm. and it shot up to sixty dollars a share. So he had I I want to say that he told me that at one point. And I know him. He didn't sell none of it, right? But he said that he he had made or he was up like sixty five thousand dollars. Nice with it. But it's 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 halved since then. So, well, I don't know if you remember. I started buying it because only because I thought this the vaccines here. Yeah, things are starting to open back up. People are going to go back to the movies, and sure enough. 
I felt, I felt proud of myself. I actually, <laughs> I was like, wow, I was actually right about that. <laughs> yeah. And I well, still, you know, what? Oh, we lost your mic. You're muted. You're muted. Oh, you must be on that Mac. <laughs> well, we'll take a quick break while Adam figures out his. Uh... I should be unmuted now. My headphones just. Uh... Oh, they die. I don't know what it was. I'll try to connect again real fast. Oh, you sound better like this. Really? Yeah. Is that just through the uh, system mic? Yeah. Huh. Anyway, you were saying. Hmm. <laughs> Whatever. No, but their their CEO actually listens to their to the shareholders. Mm-hmm. Like he uh, basically basically he would hold like an open forum where he actually talks to like all the the retail investors to see you know what they think and he actually values what they think and asks them to help make certain decisions because I think that there was a point in time where they were thinking about selling some of the stock that they own so they could make money off of it. Yeah. I remember and, that. Cause that's when that was back when it was the whole man, they're going to go under thing when all yeah. that chatter was going on. Yeah. But yeah, he said, I mean, to, it seems to me that they're doing the right thing. I, I don't, I don't think theaters are going to be around forever, but I think I they will be. Yeah. I, you know, sometimes you, you look at the world of streaming movies and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, that's something. But you notice even like Disney, they'll do, you can watch it on Disney Plus or in theaters. I don't, because I think there's just something about going to the movies that people can't give up. I mean, I like going to the movies. Yeah. I'm, I like it too. It's, it's, a little more inconvenient I think I like going to the movies but then again I, I don't it's the same thing with me and going to football games you know I used to love going to every single football game but now it's like man it's <laughs> a lot and it, the football game is a lot more you got 65,000 people and most of them are all drunk and eight dollar beers eight dollar beers and you're spending <laughs> not just a couple hours but you're essentially spending a whole day yeah, something like that. So it's a, it is kind of different because I I haven't I don't go to games as much as I used to. I I used to have Bengals season tickets. Yeah, I I couldn't see myself doing that again just because it's so much easier to watch at home. But <laughs> you get no man. That's what happens. You just reach a certain age. It's like yeah, nah. I'll just stay home. Yeah. <laughs> I can watch it on TV. Well, gone, gone are the days where I go to downtown Cincinnati at 8 o'clock in the morning and crack my first beer at <laughs> or 9 and pretty Man. much keep that going all day until 5 or 6 o'clock. There was just no – there was absolutely no way. Uh, not at all. No. Uh-uh. <laughs> I remember, do that again. I remember we worked uh, – used to work for Applebee's years and years ago, and we would have a turkey bowl every year. They ended up eventually ending it, but <laughs> yeah, six o'clock in the morning, man. Start drinking some beer and playing football like a bunch of crazy people. 
we've had people get dislocated, you know, uh, collarbones and stuff, had to call ambulance. And we're all there out on the field drunk. <laughs> Not anymore. Like you said, not anymore. Um, that's when you're just young and foolish, you know. It was fun though, wasn't it? <laughs> I, I I managed to keep it going probably probably close to my when I was done with my thirties or in, into my thirties. But yeah, there's no way I could do it now. I'm just like I managed to live through it. <laughs> <laughs> but speaking of watching stuff on TV, um TCL's latest TV upgrade will go from Roku Roku to full-blown Google TV. I had a feeling this was coming. I have TC I have a TCL TV in my uh living room. It's a Roku TV. But it also has the uh Chromecast plugged into it. And I don't know if you remember me talking about this. I think it was last week about how that Google TV is just phenomenal. It runs faster. It's basically Android TV, but you know, and the Roku just seems to get slower and slower so much so that the kids and everybody that they don't like, they immediately just go straight to the Chromecast input to watch everything. So looks like I'm going to have to buy a new TV, but Google said they were going to start doing this. I think that LG TVs have this, um, my only, I do have one gripe. And I hope some from, someone from Google can hear this. So those new Chromecasts with Google TV, which now have the Stadia on them too, I keep running into the issue where you see how this screen has this pretty feed, the mm -hmm. pictures, and you could just scroll over and find things to watch. Mine will just lock up and says, unable to load. And you hit retry and then it just doesn't. So I had one do it. And I thought it was because I had bought a second one and logged into my account. And so I got a hold of someone at Google Tech Support. And it was like a chat thing. And we tried a couple of things. And then she was like, well, just go ahead and factory reset it. So I did that and it worked. Only problem is I had to load everything back up, have to log back into everything, rearrange everything the way I want it, blah, blah, blah. Well, now my new one has done it too. So I'm going to have to factory reset it too, but I'm hesitant to do it. And the one that did it before the first time, it has done it again too. So now both, <laughs> both of my Chromecasts have this stupid, unable to load feed screen. They, ha they have to find a way to fix this without factory resetting. And I'm wondering if other people are running into this issue. I don't see anybody talking about it online. Maybe I'll start, maybe I'll tweet and, uh, you know, <laughs> I'll get on the Twitter and yell about something. But uh, no, it's more of a question if it's just happening to other people. So that's like my one complaint. This is like the, I'm gonna have to go through and factory reset these things again because of that. Other than that, all the apps and everything play is just that the display looks horrible because it's got that big error on it. Yeah. And I can't figure out what's doing it. And the only way to fix it is to factory reset. Yeah, so. that's that sucks. Yeah, it does, but I'll do it. I have an issue with my fire sticks here and there where they just like stop working or they, or they run very, very slowly. Oh, really? Yeah. It's, it's, it seems like, it seems to me that it, it happened. It's happening, happened with all of them that I have. Mm -hmm. Usually what I'll do is I'll just unplug it 
plug it back in and we're up and going again. It just that it seems like to me it happens frequently. And I don't I don't watch that much TV anyway, so I don't know if it's that it's just running for days and days and days on end without me actually watching TV. Because I, to be honest yeah. with you, I can't even tell you the last time I've actually turned on the TV to watch something on there. It's probably mm. been, I'm trying to think. I think the last thing that I watched on a TV was Black Widow. Oh, I, really? So that was that was the weekend it came out, and that was yeah. what, July? Yep. Fifth or ninth or something? Somewhere in there, yeah. It's been, it's been over a month. Well, that's going to change when football starts, though, I bet. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and I, I got to figure out what I'm going to do about that now, too. So, I wonder if those devices, do they cache data? Maybe that's what's doing it. Because if you just reboot it and it's fine, I wonder if it just clears the cache. Mm-hmm. And then I'm wondering, because that's kind of what I was thinking. I wonder if these these uh, Chromecasts do something like that. So I did that, too. I tried unplugging it, plug it back in. Nope. Took it off the Internet. Uh, reset every, reset the Wi-Fi. I've tried everything, and it was finally, well, you got a factory reset it. And I'm like, ah, crap. So fix it, Google. Fix it. Yeah, I gotta figure out what I'm gonna do about football. If it's just uh, if it's just easier to use the antenna, and then when the Bengals play Sunday night or Thursday night, yeah, get yeah. a streaming ser- service for just a week and then cancel it or what? Um, I used to tell people get YouTube TV, but man, it's so expensive now. It's out of control. I could kick myself though. I remember when YouTube TV first started and I got in early and it was $35 a month. And then they started announcing the price would go up, but you would be grandfathered in. I had already canceled before then because I'm like, this isn't really as good as, but now it's, it's good, but it's also expensive now. (laughs) Yeah. Like like it can, it's like $85. That's why, that's why I got rid of Hulu plus is because it, it had gotten so expensive. It's like, well, I'm not going to pay a hundred bucks a month for this to where I'm barely, I barely even watch TV. I'm not going to pay a hundred dollars a month. You might as well get cable back at that point. And then, and then on top of it, there's stuff on Hulu. There's things that aren't on Hulu plus that you have to go to another streaming service to get exclusively or something. (laughs) So what I, I, I decided the best thing for me to do is if I find a show that I do like and I do want to watch, I'll just order the season on like Amazon. Mm-hmm. That way the day after I get access to the episodes. Yeah, true, true. You know, it's funny you mentioned that. I always forget about Amazon shows and Prime Video. I have Prime Video and I yeah. always, I never watch anything on there. And then sometimes I'll, sometimes I'll come home and my son will be watching something. I'm like, what are you watching? Uh, he's really into anime now and he'll tell me I'm watching blah 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 like, what is this old one because you know it looks fun. it looks different oh it's it's prime video I'm like oh yeah I forgot we have that and there's some shows on there I always you know I see the commercials where I'm like oh man I need to check that out and I never do <laughs> so, The Expanse I think is one of them I yeah I started watching that and I never went back yeah it people, seems like it's good I, I yeah I've heard people say really good things about it, but I started watching it too. And I just never, I got like four episodes in, I think. And it's really good. I like it. But then I'm kind of like you in the sense where 
I don't have a lot of time to watch TV. I mean, I will watch it, but I just don't have a lot of time to just sit down and watch stuff. You know how people are like, oh, I binged watch this. I'm like, I, how do you have time to do that? Can't. There's no way. I don't <laughs> Too much life getting in the way. Yeah. All right, man. You got anything else? I don't think so. Any Joe Burrows news? Uh, her training camp has been a, a, okay. I think he looked a little better over the weekend, they said. Yeah. But it's training camp. I People make such a big deal out of training camp, and it's just like, dude, you don't know what these guys are going to do until you – Until they you hit might, the field. You know who your starters are. Yeah. But you do not know what these guys are going to play like until they're put into a situation yeah. where they're playing a real game that actually does mean something. I know people who try to map out entire seasons just by what they see in training camp. That is so dumb. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> that is the dumbest thing ever. That drives me absolutely crazy. Just, you know what drives me even crazier is when somebody looks at a schedule before training camp and they're like, this is going to be a win, this is going to be oh, a win, yeah. be a loss. You have no idea. Well, you got to check the depth is- chart. <laughs> because, yeah. Yeah, you, you have no idea what's going to happen. I mean, the the each team is is going to be changed from last year. You're going to mm-hmm. have players that are pro- probably had very good off seasons yeah. that you know probably did good things for their body or you know studied game film the whole time and you know probably improved themselves and they're probably not going to be the same player that they were the year before. Exactly. So you. Or, or the other way around. Yeah. So, you know, you have no idea what's even going to happen until the season starts. Just got to wait and see. I can't tell you how many times I saw the Bengals go 4-0 in the preseason, only to see them only win like seven games. Yeah. And everybody's like, yeah, they went 4-0 in the preseason. It's like, that doesn't mean nothing. You really can't count preseason because a lot of the other teams, they don't play a lot of the starters. Like, that's yeah. not – yeah, and I, I hear people say, well, the depth, the, the team's depth, and it's like, no. No, you can't go by that. Some of those guys in those preseason games may not even come back. Yeah. <laughs> so you can't, yeah, you can't. Uh, exactly. And it's the same thing over and over again. All we could do is say, hopefully they'll be better this year. So all you can do is wait, like you said. No, I, I see all kinds of people. I, I pay too much attention to people on Twitter. <laughs> But I see a lot of people that that easily hit the panic button over stuff. People are panicking about Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase already. It's like, for one, Jamar Chase hasn't played football in almost two years. Right. So, you know, of course, I'm sure that he's still great, but he hasn't even been on the football field for more than two weeks. (laughs) <laughs> the I always say the only thing you need to hit the panic button about about during training camp is if someone gets hurt. Yeah. Other than that, you just gotta wait and see. There's like you said, there's nothing you can you just don't know. Well, AJ Green's not here anymore to hit the panic button on that. He always <laughs> got hurt in training camp. His toe. <laughs> always something with him in training camp. I don't know what it was, but uh yeah. Poor AJ. Like that guy too, though. But yeah, he seemed like a good guy. But for whatever reason, he just 
could not stop himself from getting hurt in training camp. I don't know. Or was he doing it on purpose? So you never uh, know. Another thing, who knows? All right. Well, we stream this show live every Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern on Twitch, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. And be sure to hop on over to Mixcloud on Friday nights at 11 p.m. and Saturday nights at 11 p.m. GMT. Friday nights at 11 p.m. Eastern, Saturday nights at 11 p.m. GMT for Weekend Chill. And, of course, we always love to hear from you beautiful people. Just go to voluntaryinput.com and select contact. And also while you're there, you can hit subscribe so that you never, you will, you will get notifications of anything that's happening at any time. There's a new episode. And of course you can subscribe to the actual podcast on anchor, Google, Apple, Spotify, iHeart, Amazon, all of them, yada, 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 all the, all the things, all the places. All right. We'll see you next time. Take care. Later.